this affair. Guess I was fooled. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz singer Cece Gable on her November 2023 New York City show and a new 2024 spring album that's coming out. She is a regular around the neon jazz world and is back on tour in this festive November time of year. We spoke with her about her upcoming New York City show at Pangea with the wonderful cast of musicians and bassist Harvey S. and guitarist Ronnie Ben-Hur. We also get into her new album of fresh material coming out in spring of 2024. From her base in Reno, Nevada, we get into the now, the future, coming out of the COVID era, and so much more. Enjoy this interview. Well, then we're going to dive right into it. So, Cece, it's great to catch up with you. This seems to be a regular seasonal rendezvous of, of going out on the road. So, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for taking a minute out. Oh, I'm always happy to talk to you, Joe. And it is a seasonal thing. I always find myself, well, for the past five years in New York, which is probably pretty good. I mean, and it seems like quite a trek from where you're at. But uh, so this year specifically, talk to me about the itinerary um, and what's going on. It is a little bit of a trek, but not one that I mind. Last year, I started this doing a, a concert in the New York area. And we did a show at Pangea Mediterranean Supper Club and Jazz Club. And uh, it was great. I did it with Ronnie, Ben-Hur, Harvey S., and Matt Wilson because we had just completed our new CD, uh, Next Year's Song, which is also the title of the song that Harvey and I collaborated on, Next Year's Song. Then we went up to Jazz Forum and did a couple shows there, and uh, that was in Terrytown. You probably know about Mark Morganelli? Yes. Yeah, he has a very cool club up there. So that was the beginning of performing. And this year I was invited back to Pangea, which is great because the timing was perfect. I had just enough time to get in and get out of the city and in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the work that happens. You know, there are a lot of gigs in the holidays. So I'm happy to be back in New York. I hope it doesn't snow. Yeah, you never know. New York has that Midwest tendency, so hopefully not. Yeah, fingers crossed. I I guess I don't mind the snow. It's the freezing rain that I really don't dig. (laughs) Yeah. But, of course, today in Reno is bright and sunny, and uh, I know that we can't avoid winter. It's coming. Um, It reminds me of one of the songs I wrote with. I collaborated with uh, Quirky Bennett here in Reno called Once Again It's Winter. And every time it snows, people start singing that song to me. Once again, it's winter. And, you know, winter is not my favorite time of the year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. prefer the warmth. I'm part cat myself. I get it. It's pretty cold where you are, too, though, right? Kansas is in the, yeah, it, the Midwest. Yeah, it can get pretty dicey. Yeah. So we just wait and see what happens. Also have new material you're working on, correct? Yes. Um, actually, I'm completing a four-year project that I started before COVID and before I did the New York CDs with Harvey. Um, I'm doing a, sort of a milestone recording of popular tunes in the Reno area among people who I've performed with uh, for many years here. And, you know, the people that come to our shows all have their favorites, and all their favorites will be on this CD, and I hope to get it out in March. I'll be mixing and mastering with um, Dave Kowalski and Harvey S. on December 10th. We thought we were going to do it in New York, but we just couldn't schedule it. So we're going to do one of these uh, long-distance Zoom 
mixed master sessions. I haven't done it like that, so it's going to be interesting. But those two are so, so professional and so good. And so I'm looking for that CD to come out in the spring of 24. And I had the pleasure of being in Italy for the first time over the summer at the Turanian Jazz Festival. My first time in Italy, and uh, it, it did not disappoint. I had a great time, great musicians, and I wrote a song for that event called Love on the Turanian, which was also a collaboration with Corky Bennett. And we had a film crew from Chicago following us around. I hope to have a music video out at about the same time as the new album comes out in the spring of 24. That will be filmed by Jaffe Films' Greg Bizarro in Chicago, which means in the middle of January, another favorite time to be in Chicago. I will be um, working in his studio recreating Love on the Terranian <laughs> when we were in Italy and the temperatures were about 100 degrees every day and humidity and no air conditioning and, you know. But then I'll go outside and I'll be in a blizzard. So I think it balances out. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to get every single flavor with that. Yeah, I, I yeah. Think, you know, we kind of we broached a bit last year the fact that we were coming out of the pandemic and it's really kind of sunk in now. And from my perspective... It seems so hopeful that there's so many things that are going on with you. Like, we're unencumbered again. Musician can go and be in different places and release material to live audiences. Audiences get to go out and see the show. How does it feel with all this kind of settling in? Well, it feels great to be able to get out and perform with a live audience and to be out and about with friends. But there is still in my opinion, a little hesitation in how much I want to be in a big crowd of people. I still hesitate a little because people are still getting COVID. I try not to let it interfere with my naturally social personality, but uh, I do hesitate a little, like hugging people or or being in close quarters with a, a big crowd. That's not to say I'm not going to do it. I'm still getting out, and we have so many more opportunities to perform live, and it, and it is starting to come back, and it, that feels good, and it's nice to see people enjoying being out, out and about, you know, having dinner or having parties or coming to concerts. You know, it was something we all went through, and I, I think we're on the other side of it or getting on to the other side of it. Yeah, everybody's getting back in full force. I think the one thing that's been good about what we lived through is that, especially in Kansas City, there's been some leave-behinds from that time period. Like, we have, like, the Thursday at noon series at the Blue Room here in Kansas City with kind of an outgrowth because they would film that remote. It was a virtual thing. But now they've made it a live thing where people can go see jazz each week for, you know, half-hour increments and get out and about. So I think there's a lot of things that may have made the musician and just the overall jazz community stronger. Yeah, I agree. It has shifted the importance of what we do as human beings, whether we're musicians or not. I think we tend to value quiet moments more with smaller groups of people, maybe, or just be able, I, I feel like I'm able to get a lot of work done at home 
because I got in the habit of doing that for a couple years. I also teach, and I have to say I really enjoy having kids come directly to me and not be on Zoom for a lesson. I think that that's one thing that uh, I'm really glad to be back into. But still, you know, it's still a little slow in in getting back to where we were before. And maybe we don't want to be there. Maybe it's time to move on and shift into another gear and do things a little differently because we had the opportunity to lay out, you know, for two years. And um, for me personally, it was a very productive time. I did get COVID after my last New York trip, but it was a very mild case. I thought I was just exhausted because when I get to New York, I don't stop. I just go, go, go. And I got home and I was wiped out and we did the test and sure enough, I had COVID. But it was so mild, I didn't really feel like it was. I I, I feel fortunate that it wasn't worse. Glad that's over. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I I think that overall, I think what you mentioned too was it gave everybody a pause, especially musicians, because things moved so fast. Like everything, touring, um, and just everything just goes so fast. So I think it gave everybody kind of a measuring stick to look at what's the most important um, aspects of what they do and, and their career. You know, I quite frankly, I've, I ran into a lot of people that questioned whether or not they were a musician or what they were doing or just kind of had a look in the mirror and subsequently released material to kind of validate who they are and what they've been. Well, you know, Harvey and I wrote that song, Next Year's Song, you know, it begins uh, that we look for uh, a year ahead of hope and peace and love and all those things that we value that sound cliche, but they are true. We really want to have a better world to live in. That song came out of the pandemic. And, you know, it's appropriate for any any time of the life that we live that we have to find love. I hate to sound cliche, but that is very true. I agree. I absolutely agree. Well, Cece, so if let's recap the, the New York tour, when the next album is coming out, anything that anybody needs to find out about you, where's the best place to go? Let's kind of throw all that together right now. Well, the best thing would be just to visit ccgablejazz.com. I have a calendar there. I try to keep everything up to date. In the immediate future, I will be in New York at Pangea which is a lovely place uh, for uh, listening to jazz, 178 Second Avenue, New York, in the East Village. And I'll be there with Harvey S. and Ronnie Ben-Hur, bass and guitar. Then I'll hurry back to Reno, where I have a lot of gigs uh, here in the Reno, Tahoe area. One I'm really excited about, I didn't tell you about this show, but it's in the uh, Sugar Bowl Ski Lodge which is the highest elevation of the Sierra Nevada mountains. That means it will be snowing and there will probably be a blizzard and a snowcat will probably meet us in the parking lot and take us to the lodge unless we go up on the gondola to do the gig. That's something that, you know, for a person who feels the way I do about winter uh, should be a big adventure. I guess I'm looking forward to that, being in the snowy mountains in the middle of a blizzard. That's in uh, December, late December. And then uh, I'll be in Chicago mid-January for the filming of a um, video that we started in 
at the Trainian Jazz Festival in Calabria last July. And then, hopefully in March, the Reno recording project will be complete, and we'll have a big to-do about that. We'll probably have to talk again then, Joe. And yeah. then, who knows what is next? I just um, take one thing at a time, and these have been uh, big projects that have been going on for a while, so we'll wait and see what happens next. But I do keep everything on the website, ccgable.com. And I um, hope that there will be many more opportunities to collaborate with with Harvey in songwriting and um, and some other things that might come up in June. Wonderful. Cece, it's always so good to catch up. Have a wonderful <laughs> trip to New York. I look forward to playing the new music next spring with the uh, seasonal rebirth. And uh, best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. Have a great holiday. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players, singers, and minds in Reno, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Cece for being such a fan of Neon Jazz, coming back to the show, and always giving us her story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. No one will know you broke my heart. But if I find you and I really meant that last goodbye, then I'm going to laugh so hard. I'll cry. Neon Jazz.